What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, it's another New Vision Podcast. Cloud with you here. We're starting a new book today. Hopefully you listened to yesterday as we finished out the book of Joshua, uh, which we ended with Joshua's death. And we said that could be a positive thing because he lived 110 years old and he led the people well. He's he's called the servant of the Lord. And, uh, you know, Moses had been given that title before and that we're looking for that servant. We're looking for Jesus and that Joshua is a type that is a glimpse of what we see in the Old Testament. Ultimately, the book of Joshua was about conquest. It's about God fulfilling his promises to his chosen people, Israel, that they would go get this land that he had promised them. And it was a gift. It was theirs because he gave it to them, but they had to get it, right? And that was one of the other big things of Joshua is that we are called to go get what is already ours. And so there's this difference between uh, winning the war and then the, the aftermath, the the land allotment kind of a thing that they had to do. And they didn't complete that, right? Even at the, the end of Joshua, uh, in chapter 18 through 24, you know, Joshua's like, how long are you going to wait? Like, we've, we've won the war, now go get those lands. This tribe, you need this land from this area to this area and this area to this area. And it said that Israel knew rest, right? The war was over and they had a time of rest. But as we saw that anytime there's a power vacuum that those Canaanites were going to filter back in. And if they didn't complete that land allotment and that distinguishing the borders and distinguishing the lines of their nation, their city-state, their theocracy against what the other nations looked like, that they would quickly become to look like those other nations. They would mix. It would be syncretism, mixing of two different faiths into this conglomerate, like one kind of weird thing. And then eventually what happens there is if, if you make any sort of compromise that's a slippery slope that always ends up in the worst case sin always wants us to to, it demands of us to sin in the most expansive ways possible it wants all of us uh, to steal kill and destroy us and so they have to take it seriously and that's this big question that's the end of joshua it's like what's going to happen joshua's the leader They've won the war, but what about the rest of these lands? They need to to occupy those lands. What's going to (sighs) happen? And they don't do well. (laughs) They They just don't. And it's not to be Debbie Downer, but Israel fails over and over and over and over again. And that is what the book of Judges is all about. It's this cycle. It's a series of cycles. Um, judges refer to these uh, earthly guys who are military and civil leaders. So they're the judges of Israel, and they rise up, and they like, oh, we, these enemies are coming back against us. We need a judge, and he's going to save. And the judge rises up, and then they, they conquer the enemy, and then Israel does what is right in her own eyes. And, you know, they go back into their lawlessness and their sin, and, and it's like they get worse and worse every cycle this continues. Now, God's not absent in this. He's the one that raises up these judges. He raises up these leaders. And many times it's like, man, these are some really imperfect people, a real big mess. What is going to happen to history of Israel as they get deeper and deeper into apostasy, which is a fancy word for saying abandoning God outright, completely abandoning him. And so God is patient with his people. He, he's continuing to redeem them. 
but they're, they're sin, and so he has to respond to that. And so a lot of times God lets them be turned over to a certain nation uh, as discipline uh, to bring them back to say, hey, God, we need your help. God, we need your help. And that cycle happens over and over again. And so that's the intro to the book of Judges. We have a lot more episodes to be able to kind of filter that who, what, when, where, why, when, when, the, when was the book written, you know, all that big picture stuff. We'll get that in there. But uh, today I'm going to shut up. I'm going to start reading chapter one. Um, and so this is Judges chapter one, verses one through 36. It's a lot of ground to cover. I'm going to try to read slowly, but also get the episode out in, in, a, in a reasonable manner of time. And so here's Judges one, chapter one. After the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord. Who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand. And Judah said to Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into the territory allotted to me, that we may fight against the Canaanites. So this is the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Simeon. And likewise, I will go up with you into the territory allotted to you. So Simeon went with him. Then Judah went up, and the Lord gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand, and they defeated 10,000 of them at Bezek. They found Adonai Bezek at Bezek and fought against him and defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Adonai Bezek fled, and they pursued him and caught him and cut off his thumbs and his big toes. And Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off used to pick up scraps under my table. As I have done, so God has repaid me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and he died there. Verse 8. And the men of Judah fought against Jerusalem and captured it. Again, Jerusalem, this is just the name of the city, right? It's, it has a, it's not their capital yet. But the men of Judah, this tribe of Israel, fought against the city of Jerusalem and captured it and struck it to, with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. And afterward, the men of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites who lived in the hill country, in the Negeb, in the lowland. And Judah went against the Canaanites who lived in Hebron, and they defeated Shisha and Ammon and Talmai. Verse 11, from there they went against the inhabitants of Debir. The name of Debir was formerly Kirath-Sephir. And Caleb said, he who attacks Kirath-Sephir and captures it, I will give him Akash, my daughter, for a wife. And Othanol, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, captured it, and he gave him Akash, his daughter, for a wife. If I'm reading that right, it looks like Caleb's brother is now going to be married to Caleb's daughter, which is strange. <laughs> Verse 14, when she came to him, she urged him to ask her father for a field, and she dismounted from her donkey. And Caleb said to her, what do you want? And she said to him, Give me a blessing, since you have set me in the land of the Negeb. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Verse 16. And the descendants of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up with the people of Judah from the city of the Palms into the wilderness of Judah, which lies in the Negeb near Arad. And they went and settled with the people. And Judah went with Simeon, his brother, and they defeated the Canaanites who inhabited Zephthah and devoted it to destruction. So the name of the city was called Hormah. Judah also captured Gaza with its territory and Ashkelon with its territory and Ekron with its territory. And the Lord was with Judah and he took possession of the hill country, but he could not drive out the inhabitants of the plain because they had chariots of iron. And Hebron was given to Caleb, as Moses had said, and he drove out from it the three sons of Anak. But the people of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. 
So the Jebusites have lived with the people of Benjamin in Jerusalem to this day. Verse 22, the house of Joseph also went up against Bethel and the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph scouted out Bethel and the spies saw a man coming out of the city. And they said to him, please show us the way into the city and we will deal kindly with you. And he showed him the way into the city, and they struck the city with the edge of the sword, but they let the man and all his family go. And the man went to the land of the Hittites and built a city and called its name Luz. That is its name to this day. Verse 27, Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Sheen and its villages, or Tanakh and its villages, or the inhabitants of Dor and its villages, or the inhabitants of Ablim and its villages, and the inhabitants of Megiddo and its villages, for the Canaanites persisted in dwelling in that land. Verse 28, when Israel grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not drive them out completely. Verse 29, and Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer, so the Canaanites lived in Gezer among them. Verse 30, Zebulun did not drive out the inhabitants of Kitron or the inhabitants of Nahalah, so that Canaanites lived among them but became subject to forced labor. 31. Asher did not drive out the inhabitants of Akko and the inhabitants of Sidon or Alab or of Akzib or of Helbah or of Aphek or Rahab, but the Ashurites lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out. Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh or the inhabitants of Beth Anoth, so they lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land. The Amorites pressed the people of Dan back into the hill country, for they did not allow them to come down on the plain. The Amorites persisted in dwelling in Mount Heres, in Ejelon, and in Shalabim. But the hand of the house of Joseph rested heavily on them, and they became subject to forced labor. And the border of the Amorites ran from the ascent of Ekrabim, from Sela and upward. Whew, that's a lot of words. I probably didn't say like 90% of those words correctly, but the point is like, this is a pretty detailed account. Hopefully you're still listening, right? Okay. This is a pretty detailed account of like failure, failure, failure. Yes, they do a pretty good job, but it's not complete. It's not comprehensive victory. And so many of these verses, it's like, and they lived among them and they didn't drive them out and they lived among them and they didn't drive them out and they lived among them. Fail, fail fail. They did not drive out the people that they would eventually become. You know, a, a companion of fools suffers harm. And that is exactly what is going to happen in this cycle of judges. I know that may be discouraging to us as we set this book up, but guys continue on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about this some more as we move into chapter two and set up this cycle of judges. God's not done with Israel. Yes, Things are about to get worse. There's going to be these cycles of failure and deliverance and failure and deliverance, but we should never lose sight of the fact that God has chosen this people. He wants to redeem them. And ultimately, this cycle points us to the end of the cycle, and Jesus accomplishes it once and for all. One of the biggest themes of Judges, and, and, and this is the very last statement in the book, it's that everyone did what was right in his own eyes, for there was no king in Israel. And so that points us to that need for a king. That is the biggest theme in Judges. I hope that this has encouraged you uh, as we look forward to that king and we continue to do that through this series. Thank you for joining with us and we'll see you tomorrow. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.